the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, when you look at our quality of life here in San Diego area, would you say it's as good or better than, say, 10 years ago, 5 years ago? If not, do you think our elected leaders have anything to do with that? Well, our county, as you probably know, is led by a five-person board of supervisors, which until recently was chaired by the disgraced Nathan Fletcher. When Fletcher resigned, his pivotal seat became open, and residents of the 4th District are now electing his replacement. With us today is candidate Amy Reichert, who just this week finished in the top two and qualified for the final election on November 7. Just a little background. Amy worked for years as a private investigator. She located missing persons, uncovered fraud. We have known her as the leader of Reopen San Diego and in that role and also as a mom. Amy has been focused on the safe reopening of schools, supporting struggling small businesses, and saving thousands of jobs of first responders, healthcare workers, teachers. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to just be able to chat with you today. You know, congratulations on finishing in the top two in the hard-fought race. And we've been working on this with you. We've been cheering you on. And now you're going to face off against a single opponent in the Board of Supervisors contest in the special election in November. And it's going to be so important because the current board is divided two to two on most key issues, you know, the radical left, I would say, versus the more moderate, conservative, other supervisors. So this is such an important race. So how do you feel about your campaign, where it's going now? God is good. God has brought us this far. Truly, there were people that said it couldn't be done, that this district is so deeply blue that it was going to be two Democrats that were going to face off against each other in November. And there was nearly a million dollars in PAC spending, political action committee spending, against me. And so God is good. I'm here now, and I'm just speaking truth and common sense with compassion. And it's really resonating with everybody, whether they're a Democrat or Republican. Yeah, I don't see this as being so partisan anymore. I mean, so many people are questioning their habits of old times. And we're, and we're going to talk about some of the differences between you and the uh, uh, your opponents. Yep, we're going to focus on issues. And I think, Amy, you've uh, your success so far, and I think your success in the general will be 
supported by the fact that you have dwelt from everything I can see on issues that are really important to the people, not not really important to the big money um, packs, like you say, the big money special interests, but the people walking around on the street and living in your district. And one thing almost everybody deals with that's one of your top issues, I think, is the high cost of living, the mega inflation. For example, San Diego has among the highest rents in the United States. The question I have, Amy, is can politicians do anything about high living costs? Well, I think mostly what the government needs to do is get out of the way. If anything has taught us in the past few years, it's government overreach. That's really hurt us in in our lives and in our freedom here. But I think there are some things that the government can do to protect people. And when it comes to San Diego, I am concerned about the rental market because it doesn't seem fair. And let me explain. Since 2020, the population has declined in the county by 50,000, according to county data. Hmm. Really? That's a lot. 50,000 just in San Diego County? Yes. Wow. Shouldn't that mean more vacancies? Shouldn't that mean that uh, supply is going up as demand is going down? But there's other factors at play. So, for example, uh, there are Airbnbs. Now, here's the thing. I'm absolutely for property rights, and people should have a right to have an Airbnb on their property if they want to. Here's what they are not allowed to do, though. They're not allowed to have pseudo-hotels in residential neighborhoods. And that's what's been going on. There's a loophole in the city of San Diego law that allows for somebody who's not an owner of a property uh, to be a, a licensee of a Airbnb license. So what that means is the actual owners of these properties are making their friends, family, loved ones, uh, the license holders, and entire apartment buildings in some cases are actually hotels. So this is uh, squeezing out people from being able to rent. So those are some of the things that I'd like to see addressed. Well, then, of course, there's the cost of gas and energy and uh, but, but but before we talk about that, let's mention the the homelessness problem, and that is related to the high cost of living. If you can't afford to rent an apartment, if there's not enough supply and you lose your job, now you have no money, no place to live. And yeah, the, the number of homeless has really gotten up. And what does the county say to do? They can't have come up with this harm reduction program. This is the left the lefties on the county board harm reduction program that wants to distribute crack pipes and needles like that's not a solution at all and we've been really fighting it in escondido because they want to do it in here so what does your opponent say about it i think they're for it right and 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 what's a better solution not like to speak from my opponent right now Uh, because I do not know her position on harm reduction. I can guess and speculate, but I don't want to do that. I'll tell you my position on it. So the county of San Diego received a $100 million opioid settlement, and part of those funds have been used for uh, harm reduction. And so the problem with that is that some of this money, for example, is going to safe smoking supplies. So that's what is a safe smoking supply? That's a that's a crack pipe. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the way they word things are just it's kind of like it's reinforcing a, people in their in their addictions and especially when we're talking about homelessness that's got to be the last thing we want to do and another thing we noticed, yeah, Amy, people. it's it's yeah. it's controversial in and, in and of itself, I think, to do a needle exchange program. But that's not what this is, is it? This is not a needle exchange program. This is giving free, unlimited needles to whoever, you know, even, I guess, first-time drug users if yeah. they want to start needle out. Needle distribution, yeah. just hundreds of thousands of needles even. Yeah. Yeah. So that is not the answer, and there's way better answers to homelessness. And as we understand it, we've talked to other guests that there's transiently homeless people, there's chronically mentally ill people, and then there's the the chronically addicted. And so that we we really have to focus on the chronically addicted and the mentally ill. And 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 you've talked about increasing treatments and and what other things amy so that's one thing that i can speak to about what my opponents believe so my opponents will not address the root cause of homelessness they will only say that the root cause of homelessness is cost of living and sure absolutely there is a component of homelessness that has to do with cost of living for people who are domestic violence victims veterans, elderly, disabled, foster care kids who've aged out of the system, one in four are homeless. We absolutely have to do better for that population. But here's the thing. They deny, they deny that another root cause of homelessness is where homelessness, severe addiction, severe mental illness, and serious crime intersect. I'm the only only candidate who has addressed this. This is reality. They are denying reality. We need more shelter beds. And what my solution is, is shelter first with treatment. I was a Celebrate Recovery leader. I have my own testimony and my own story of recovery from alcohol. I've been sober for 20 years. I, I got sober nine months after becoming a Christian. And it was the best thing I ever did besides uh, giving my heart to Christ. And so I am a true believer in treatment and recovery, and we have to focus there. And uh, my opponents absolutely don't even want to uh, say that there is a a serious addiction crisis going on and that it, it is rooted in homelessness as well. And that is the problem with solving everything through government is they don't address the spiritual nature of some of the problems. Uh, yes, you can throw money at it or material goods, but they can't address the spiritual aspect, and that's what so many are are struggling with in the homeless population. And if anybody so, tries to, not only the spiritual aspect, but if anybody tries to require as a condition of housing like solutions for change for example that you actually if you're an addict that you go into a drug treatment program cut out no government funds no government support for you because you're making people actually do something and that's i can't you know i believe what you're saying amy about the uh views of your opponent and some of the ones but Basically, they have to defend the mess we have right now because we've already been doing 
what they advocate, don't they? I mean, everything they're saying is what we've been doing. We've been spending more and more and more money every year without requirements, throwing money at the problem, assuming it's purely an economic issue, ignoring the mental health, ignoring the drug addiction, and how's that working out for you? I mean, how can these people keep and isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and well, expecting a different result? You have to ask result? who's benefiting. And a lot of the benefits that the county board has voted for up till this point, we saw it. It goes to their buddies. They're, they're con, you know, they, they have the government contracts that go to their friends. And so, yeah, that, that we need to clean that up. <laughs> and Amy's, you know, we, we need you to do that. And, and you're you're very well equipped to to step in there. I want to talk, Amy. I want to talk about another issue that you focused on, which you call public safety. I I just call it crime. You know, crime crime is really increasing. And what 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 are we doing now? And what can we do better on crime? Well, according to the last uh, Sandeg results back in May, crime is up. And one of the populations that's being affected are the elderly. We're seeing a 9% increase in violent crime in San Diego against the elderly. And what has also happened in the past few years? Well, we've also seen how good people, first responders, were pushed out of law enforcement because uh, they refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Many of them quit. The, the city of San Diego tried to fire them three weeks before Christmas in 2021. They were, the city was not going to offer them an exemption. So my group, my nonprofit, Reopen San Diego, stepped in. We held press conferences and rallies with a 1,000 people at City Hall. We had boots from firefighters and police officers to symbolize the loss that we would have if the city was able to go with their plans. Fortunately, we were able to put that public pressure on the city, and the city said, okay, well, we'll allow you a religious exemption process. But you know what? The city made it excruciating for its own workers. It was horrible. First of all, people had to submit their religious exemption, number one. Then they had to be interviewed by their supervisor, either on Zoom or in person, to be able to say why they were submitting a religious exemption. Then, after that process, the religious exemption had to go to a committee for 30 days. Over the holidays, mm. the people were in complete limbo, not knowing if when they, uh, it, the new year started, if they would have, after the holidays, after Christmas, if they would even be able to provide for their family and loved ones. So it drove a lot of people out. People retired early. People left. Uh, the city of San Diego, as first responders, went to other agencies. So now the situation is we have uh, a shortfall of 250 police officers for the city of San Diego, and the same goes for the sheriff's department as well. Now, this trend was already going down before 2020, but it just this accelerated everything to the state that we find it in now. So I, I believe in protecting our protectors. That was the name of our rally at Reopen San Diego. You know what? Uh, that was the, we, we said, you know what? Uh, protecting the constitutional rights of city workers is the hill we will die on. And yes. that's why we said we are going to file a federal lawsuit 
against the city of San Diego, and we did. And this year, after it being in federal court for over a year, we won. And in January, the city of San Diego backed down, and they reversed the mandate. So I'm really proud that we took a stand. But unfortunately, the damage that the city of San Diego did to its own workers and the city itself is shameful. And these are the same people, and if you won't say it, I will, your opponent represents that same mindset that's been already, I mean, if people are happy with the direction of things, I guess they should just keep voting for the same people. Weren't they directly in favor of defunding the police? So, yeah, they're not supporting the police in their medical decisions. And let me remind people, it was an experimental jab that had not been adequately tested and it has tremendous dangers to it uh and so they they were wise to be hesitant to take this jab so they weren't supporting them in that and they weren't supporting the people that need them the elderly like you say the crime is up they need the police protection so whose whose benefit are they on the side of you know the elderly that need them the police themselves no so is it is it true amy that your opponent has been a supporter of defund the police well i will say that my opponent supports something called the protect act and if you would like to find out more information specifically what my opponent has been trying to get through the city of san diego i'm going to give you the uh uh, the the uh, website right now it's called uh, stop the protect act.com so uh, please go there stop protect act.com that's the website and you can find out more about that okay yeah because that's <laughs> that's definitely a concern i want to talk about at least one other i guess you'd say hot button issue it is with all the people yeah, we're around this, we hear a lot about this just among the Right, and that's the mileage tax, and I know you. I know you're definitely not silent on that. But the mileage tax, just to review for you folks that still don't know maybe what it is, and it's in the plan right now for the county. It would require every automobile, every driver, to put a transponder in their car, and you would be tracked everywhere you go, every mile you drive, and you'd tax every mile you drive. It doesn't matter whether you're going to grandma's taking the kids to school, going to church. Every mile you drive, I could see people calculating, okay, it's 23 miles there, it's 23 miles back, that's 46 miles times whatever tax they put on. This is just horrific, but this is this is the direction we're going. And doesn't the – first question for you on this, Amy, doesn't the Board of Supervisors have a lot of influence on Sandag, which is what's putting forward this mileage tax? Yes, so the Board of Supervisors would have a representative on Sandag. Currently, the chair of the Board of Supervisors, Nora Vargas, is also the chair of Sandag. So by electing me, uh, voting for me is a no vote on the mileage tax, and it would change everything in the county. We have to stop this mileage tax. It is a bad idea. It's a government intrusion. First and foremost, I don't want the government putting any kind of tracking device in my vehicle, let alone putting a tracking device in my vehicle to tax me? Are you kidding me? No way. And then what is this money even being used for? Well, when you look at what 
this would be used for. It's not to improve our roads. <laughs> nope. It is, yeah. It is to fund a $160 billion, yes, billion dollars fee uh, public transportation system. And so it would just be a complete nightmare. Uh, we, we've already seen what happens when you trust the state of California with public transportation and they build a bullet train to nowhere. So we absolutely uh, cannot give Sandag uh, one more dime until they fulfill their promises to voters that they made back in 2004 that the transnet tax would be used to improve our roads. Well said. And, you know, this is going to hurt people and not enough workers and, you know, blue-collar people know about it because it's going to hurt them the most. And I was talking to a tree trimmer that came to trim our trees. He said, you know, I used to go all over San Diego County to trim trees but I can't anymore because of the cost of gas. And that's the cost of gas now. So if the, if this mileage tax gets passed, he won't be able to do his job at all. We won't have any tree trimmers because um, they won't be able to afford it. They won't be able to drive the time that it takes. And what about the commuters? And what about people that depend on be able, being able to go, you know, a certain number of miles and the, and that's their job? So it's really going to hurt the 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 poor the most or the, you know the the uh, the workers so there's a lot of people as you know you know better than we do in your district that are just struggling to get by and if they knew that their votes were going to support these kind of programs like the mileage tax i got to believe they'd think differently well and Nora Vargas lives in a, a heavily hispanic district correct uh, but her her people don't know anything about this mileage tax because she doesn't tell them, and that's what that's what I've heard that you know she doesn't talk about it. She they she just talks Spanish to them and they have no idea, and so she doesn't educate their people. And that's part of your job as a as a public official is to educate people about the issues and you do a great job any last thoughts well, i want to ask uh, wait 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 i want to ask i want to ask her about another thing that isn't talked about that much part of the sandag plan besides the mileage tax is to convert almost all our freeways into toll roads isn't that yeah that's another well, bad that's, part yes that would be uh taking some of our uh lanes away and then turning them into toll roads and all this is going to do is favor people who have money. But we might as well just re- rename it the Lexus lanes because the only people who are going to be able to afford these lanes that will now be toll roads are people who are very wealthy while the working class are still stuck in traffic. How does that make any sense? How is that fair? And, yes, I'm going to use what they say is their standard, equity, that is not equitable. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not not <laughs> equitable at all. And I saw an interview with, I know Nora Vargas is in a different district, but I think represents the same uh, type of thinking as your opponent. Nora Vargas, when asked about this toll road, said, well, we're still going to have, I can assure you, we're still going to have one lane open on all the major freeways that will not be uh, a toll road so one lane so oh, that's going to be that's going to be a fun lane that's going to be a fun lane to be in 
Yeah, that'll be all crowded, and all the other ones nobody yeah. will be in. And, and all the other <laughs> ones will be, the, will be the Lexus lanes, like Amy <laughs> says. I, I like that term. Funny thing, they talk about equity, but they favor the rich with their policies. So, Amy, it, it, yes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, when the mileage tax was brought up, uh, one of my opponents said, "Well, we all have to make sacrifices," and I just thought that was so reminiscent of "Let them eat cake." It is. It yeah. is. Are we sure Marie Antoinette? Are we sure Marie Antoinette isn't running for this? Um, <laughs> you know, we just have less than a couple minutes left. So I want to, Amy. How can our listeners? And again, I want to emphasize: it's not just the fourth district. This affects dramatically Everybody. every single person in San Diego County. So, given that, how can our listeners help you win in November, Amy? One of the things that has been wonderful uh, during this campaign is how churches have stepped up to help me in my campaign, Shadow Mountain, Foothills Church, The Grove, and also Skyline Church. So if any of the listeners out there are with a ministry that feels that God is calling you to get more politically active right now, that it's time to stand up for what's right, and to get behind believers who are running for office, please reach out to me. I'm just going to give you my email address. It's amy at amyforsandiego.com. That's amy at amyforsandiego.com. My website is also amyforsandiego.com, where you can learn more about uh, my story and why I'm doing this. And we have to turn this county around. And Kathleen and Brian, thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you for all your courage and your leadership and your good ideas and your communication. We just really appreciate you. So thank you for listening to us today, listeners. And we encourage you to get involved with Amy. If you want more inflation, cost of living, mileage tax, defund the police and reparations, then don't get involved. But if you want more more balance, uh, it's common sense in government and a godly woman who is a Christian of integrity and ability, then go to amyforsandiego.com. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.